Okay. Unlimited power. Unlimited power. That's that's as good as it's gonna get. Okay, Roman, tell us what we're reading. Uh, Triumph and Torment, Doc, uh, Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom, Triumph and Torment, graphic novel from I think it was 1989 originally. So we were talking about this earlier. Like, we don't have many of these on the shelves, and it's not a commonly found one. Colton, you tried, you tried to purchase this online for forty bucks. I yeah, and then I was politely, but firmly redirected the comic book store by Trevor, who showed me that local business is the best business. Yeah, support local businesses. <laughs> and um, and I got it for eighteen dollars. And so that should be less of all of you Amazon primers out there Ooh. trying to stock up your shelves and not support the comic book store. <laughs> yeah, that was a $40. Very humbling. Because it doesn't come out often, apparently. Oh, it's out of print. Oh, oh it's it? out of print? Yeah. Oh, we should oh. check. double check that. The copies we have in the comic place are just well, impactful. This is going to be kind of an awkward one, then, for people that might it's not have the story. It's just a tease. So <laughs> in Infinity Content fashion, we will discuss the story, talk about what's happening. Uh, spoil the story and share our thoughts as Colton and I were talking about we barely know as much as Doctor Doom about Doctor Doom than I mean most of the people in the store I know that he's one of Marvel's biggest villains yep. I know that he wears a metal suit yep. I know that sometimes he has magnetic powers or electrical powers I mean most of my knowledge growing up was from Vague recollections of the like the Fantastic Four cartoon, the Fantastic Four <laughs> movies, and then the recent Fantastic Four movie, which oh. he was basically crash test dummy Jesus, and he could yeah. blow people up. He was crash test dummy uh, Doctor Manhattan, Doctor Doom Hatton, yeah, Doctor Doom Hatton. I feel like a routine theme in all the things I've read though is that he's just like his ultimate power is snark. He's like. He feels to me kind of like the Marvel Lex Luthor, since I always have to put everything through the lens of DC, since that's my bread and butter. But it's an old-fashioned Lex Luthor, because he speaks very regal, would you say? Or? Yeah, yeah, he's a very uh, small European country, like 17th Lord. century, yeah. regal, haughty, arrogant. Pompous. Yeah. yeah. Very pompous. So, was his origin stories in all those uh, movies, you know, being a love interest, the miserable woman, is that all accurate, or did they just sort of shoehorn yeah, that? Yeah, the movies, the recent movies don't, don't count. Especially oh. <laughs> for Doctor Doom. They were terrible. It was, it's creepy, the first, the, the campy movies were just, like, creepy, because he was just creeping on her the whole time. But the last one was just super weird, because it was dropout, super smart kid, and then his Susan Storm's dad comes to get him to get back into the program, and he's an asshole to him. And then he says, "My daughter's gonna be there." He's like, I'm in. Like, okay, <laughs> all right. That's a little, a little creepy and gross. But God, I forgot that even happened. Um, yeah, in the comics, he's never had any interest in Susan. So, <laughs> well, that's get... not entirely true, though. Is, is it? Because not? in Battle World and in Secret Wars, he changed reality to where. She was oh, married to him, and had, right. and the kids were his too. Oh, 
yeah. So and then if it didn't talk, if it hadn't happened in comics before, maybe that was something that just wasn't really professed, and that was kind of an underlying thing, or it was just Marvel saying making it more relatable to people that saw the movies, like hey, he. Yeah, I forgot about that. Maybe, though, I think it was... Or it could have just been a get-back-at-Reed. I think it was more a get-back-at-Reed, take everything that Reed has. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I think people at home need to know that when Trevor corrected Roman, there were some snaps and some, like, serious neck-shaking at home that's (laughs) going on. Who snapped? You did. I snapped. Yeah, I'm trying to paint a picture in their minds. (laughs) There's some, like, extra, like, sass and, like, serving going on. (laughs) Listen, we're, we're flying off the cuff here. I'm... It's I don't my I don't have a Wikipedia article. It comes and goes. So is this like origin story? Did he go through the crash with them, like with the Fantastic Four, and no. get like oh, space no. radiated? No. no. So I mean, it's funny in here because they kind of recap Doctor Strange's origin, but they don't touch on Doom's. But I, which I thought was interesting because yeah, they touched on Doctor Strange's origin in this book, but it's very much a Doctor Doom centric book. Because they kind of brush over it. I mean, he also gets disfigured like Doctor Strange and goes hiking through Tibet, except he's an asshole to the people that he meets, and then goes somewhere else and gets trained, and then somehow gets all those people to work for him, and then comes back to comes back to his country and leads it. So, yeah, like they didn't show his origin, but I think the, the book very much focused on his... Not the disfigurement portion, but leading up to that, like his childhood. Yeah. Then skipped a big portion because it felt like maybe for this, people already understood Doctor Doom and where he came from, and then jumped into where he's at now and what this whole deal is with Mephisto. Kind of yeah, thing. and you're saying that they they do sort of like one panel in this that uh, Doom came to American University like mm-hmm. on a science scholarship or something and was experimenting, trying to figure out ways using science to get. To rescue his mother from hell, and they don't mention names in here, but he—that's where he meets Reed Richards and Ben Grimm. Oh, okay. They're yeah. all at the same university. Um, in fact, in usual stories, Reed like sees like Doom's made some miscalculations on the chalkboard, and Reed points it out, and Doom's just like, "Ah, get out of here! You know, you're you're lesser than me. I could possibly have made a mistake." And then it blows up, and they blame <laughs> Reed, you know, for not science uh, <laughs> logic. Yeah. Yeah, and that's when he goes off on his quest. Because apparently he's all disfigured, but there's been different stories that show that he has like a tiny little scar and almost his whole face is like all mangled and stuff. I yeah. like the idea that he's like such a perfectionist, narcissistic asshole that like he has one scar on his face and he's like, I'm going to put a hot metal plate all over it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did too. When I was a kid, I think it was Fantastic Four 200. Like you, you hadn't seen his mask off. And he, his mask, he takes his mask off and you see his face for the first time since like the 60s or something. And yeah, there's like a teeny tiny imperfection and that's it. And it's just all his ego. <laughs> I guess it, you know, it shows uh, perception is reality. Yep. I guess so. Well, he's going back to putting that mask on now that infamous Iron Man's done. His mm-hmm. face is all mangled again. It was, yeah. It was pretty gross in Secret Wars, his face. It was like a mix between Red Skull if Red Skull's teeth got all knocked out and a zombie. Pretty gross looking. Well, should we jump in, talk about it? Yes, um, this is by Roger Stern, Bill Matlow, and with Jerry Conway. Some guys all used to be before Roger Stern still a big name. It wasn't also, and then it was illustrated by Mike Mignola, who does a lot of the Hellboy stuff. Yeah, created and Hellboy. He created Hellboy? Yeah. Oh, I did not know yeah, that. Universe. 
which is interesting because there's certain parts of it that look like him, but I, I was doing some reading on it. So he didn't do the coloring that he normally does. It was somebody else in this, Kevin Nolan and Gene Cohen. They were the ones that did the coloring and stuff. So Because I've read the DC Universe by Mike Mignola and the Hellboy, and that Mike Mignola, but this, like, definitely I think the coloring from the other people kind of gave it a different look still, which was interesting. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that too. There's definitely a kind of Magnolia style, but it's so different from just, just when he's doing all, everything himself. Mm -hmm. All right, well, that was, okay, sorry to interrupt, but take it, oh, you, are, you want me to take it away? I can take it away. Oh, go ahead. Um, well, I guess we, we start off, so when I was reading this, it's an opening page of a, an old man in a, in a cape and some shorts floating in the air, and he's got... He's got a apprentice who's trying to feed him soup, but the old man is refusing to eat, and he's kind of babbling incoherently about prophecies and transcending the mind and just being an old sage. Space yeah, is the space brother. brother. I just want to say that apparently his title is the Age Age Genghis. The Age Genghis. That sounds like an infection. We <laughs> <laughs> better get that cleaned out. Uh, man, I came uh, back. So then he proceeds to kind of just ignore his pupil and then tell the story of meeting these two different men, uh, which is what I was saying at the beginning. So he recollects meeting Dr. Doom for the first time before uh, before he becomes Doom. And in this, uh, the image shows, yeah, he has a scar under his face. And he even freaks out because oh, yeah. the aged Genghis says, you have suffered some minor injury in your quest for knowledge. And he's like, no, this is not minor. It's a it's a cool Final Fantasy scar running under one it's eye. It's not a phase, it's my life. <laughs> yeah. He's got a freaking Final Fantasy scar, it's great. Uh, it's not that bad, but he throws the Genghis, injures the Genghis, and then later you meet Doctor Strange who shows up, who happens to be walking that way. And like, Is he walking or is he like ghostly floating? Ghostly floating. And he comes and takes care of the Genghis and nurtures him back to health. Um, so, like, already kind of parallels the two and like obviously one's an asshole and one's like a good person more altruistic kind of thing and then it goes into talking about how dr doom finds some mystic temple where he not only learns from them uh from these uh scholars or whatever they are up here but they learn they become they worship him and then they put a hot metal mask on his face hot hot yeah it's very hot um so it's interesting. I always love that part of when they include that in stories too, where the monks tell him it's, it's not completely cooled yet. And he still wants to put it on. And he's just like, I don't, I don't have time to wait. Let's put it on me. And it, it's, you know, makes his tiny disfigurement worse. Yeah. I know. Even though like the scholars like, say no more, my brother, he won't tolerate no further delays. He's ready to go. He's ready to be the doom. I feel like if you're going to become like an enlightened mystical scientific person, don't you learn patience somewhere in there? You would think. You would think. <laughs> no. Can't be impatient with his ego. His ego is too big. His ego is bigger than the Marvel Universe itself. Um, so then the Genghis goes back to talking about... So he's telling this origin story of Doom uh, becoming Dr. Doom. Um, and then proceeds to talk about the, the aged Genghis's destiny. And he freaking flies off in the sky like a scene from Dragon Ball. Bye. <laughs> and Bye. lands at some temple. Uh, where did they say this temple was? I think it's in like South America 
Or no South, Southeast Asia. Yeah. Island that. of Island of Honshu. Oh wait, no, that's just like the places he was. Uh, yeah, those are reaching out to. Mystics. I think I'm guessing somewhere in Cambodia. They oh, Southeast say, Asia. Yeah, they say yeah. Southeast Asia, but the one temple you see looks like all the pictures in Cambodia. Yeah. So he basically announces Mortal Combat between <laughs> all the mystics. So he's reaching out to all the mystics and the mystics in a big announcement. So even Doctor Doom hears it. Everybody's traveling. Uh, Doctor Strange has like like naked dream. He does <laughs> about he, he about the stage Vegas. He sleeps naked, and then there's a full on him floating out of his bed naked. As all as the fan fiction or the fan service you need to throw in there. Yeah, I love those two panels. And him waking up going, "I have a lunch in my sleep." Since I was a novice. Yeah, <laughs> apparently that's something that happens when you're unpracticed. Jeez, man, get out of control. I think it's like the magical <laughs> photo like a wet dream. Yeah, you're a grown man. <laughs> yeah, stop that. Get out of control. So he uh, he travels by style, by taxi, then plane, then bus, then boat, and then with machete through the Amazon, basically, wearing a very Indiana Jones-esque outfit. I know he said he'd come, like, warp there, but, like, why couldn't he just fly? Well, I like how he's also one of the last people to show up. So he's macheting his way through. And he just wanted to make a freaking impression, like, hey, everybody, he just, I'm here. He just wanted to look like a <laughs> he, doesn't even, he doesn't even wake, walk in wearing those clothes, because as soon as he sees the temple, he transforms into his actual attire. Um, so he shows yeah. up there. Everybody's already there, because they all probably just warped there. Yeah. They're like, whatever. And you get to meet sorcerers and sorceresses from across the globe, um, all yeah. hanging out. Roman, are these actual characters, or are these just, like, filler for the story? You know, a little both. And, and just go back a bit, I was I was wondering that, too. Why didn't Doctor Strange just, like, teleport himself there? He, he thinks somewhere in his internal dialogue that all he senses something bad's going to happen. So he's saving up his magic. Yeah, preserving his power. Yeah. And taking, like, a week to get And, <laughs> you know, instead putting a huge carbon footprint out there. <laughs> yeah, jeez, come on. Way to travel sustainably. He finally gets to the Temple of the Three, that's yeah, it's really nice. Looking. But yeah, these mystics. Um, I think when I read this, I read this last year too. And I think I tried looking up some of these people, and I feel like the most one, of them appeared here for the first time. I think I feel like the Russian one makes some appearances in um, the 2016 run of Doctor Strange that started the Way of the Weird. Because mm. he, yeah, he's just he's just there. He's a Russian dude. And he hangs out in a bar, and he has a ghost plane at one point. Yeah. Yeah, I think Jules St. Thomas. A ghost was. plane? Yeah, he has a ghost plane, and yeah. then Spider Woman rides the ghost plane I, at one point. I just instantly think of the ghost train from Rick and Morty. <laughs> All aboard! Oh, not to get off track real quick, but there's a teaser for a new Rick and Morty coming out called Sleepy Gary. That's the cutest cover I've ever seen. Is it with him <laughs> and uh, Jerry? No. Oh, it's Sleepy Gary sleeping on a couch with a sheep next to him, floating through space, and there's a bunch of sheeps on a planet looking up at them. I'm like so incredibly jealous. It's like Sleepy Gary. Like, I feel like I'm like the I'm like tired Colton all the time. <laughs> tired Colton all the time. Well, Sleepy Gary's magic, just like this tournament that's about to happen. Uh, it's Dragon Ball Z. This Dragon Ball Z ass tournament. So then after I'm curious who the British sorcerer I like this. is that's like mostly naked. Why is she mostly naked? Yeah, she, well, she's more dominatrix dressed. Yeah, and you got you got. I'm more curious about the Atlantean wizard at the back. She's got a cloud of water over her face so she could breathe. Like, that's really cool. Yeah, that's a cool. Part. So they're all here, everybody's ready to go, and then Age Genghis is like, "Hold up, save the best for last." Doctor Doom rolls up in a spaceship, and his, and then it has he shows up and he's 
very full of himself. Talk about his nation, but gosh, I this one page panel of him, like this one panel at the bottom corner of his like face close up. I'm sorry, Roman. It, it's a, it's one of the reasons that I don't like the design of Doctor Doom in his old costume. It just looks so, just. Uh. I feel like his face perpetually going nah. <laughs> he just I know I love he's that. not about it sad eyes it's like hard to take it seriously Doom's not a happy thing though <laughs> it's just a weird it's like the Tin Man well it's true it doesn't look like, as good as like the Tin Man and never, Eeyore never had like a baby <laughs> and this is, this is it hey now hey now yeah it doesn't look as good as like Burn or, or Kirby or something and it's or especially the this Iron Man especially oh well, yeah especially his nose piece it's there, a big really triangle sad. You're like, this guy's supposed to be a technological master and everything, and why is this got this goofy looking? That's what I thought, too, and, like, the armor, when he made it up in the mountains with those mystics, it's very much, it seems like they just took a bunch of armor from, like, Victorian era or, like, European, like, knight's armor and just put it all together. He's he's not the aesthetic, okay? (laughs) It's all there, though. Well, I guess that makes sense because uh, we we were reading Infinity War, or Infinity Gauntlet, and it does, and Doctor Doom makes an appearance, he's watching all the events transpiring with a bunch of technology around him while sitting in a very classy, old-school European chair. Yeah. So I guess, like you say, he's got the aesthetic, but it's, the technology's all there still. Just, it's, it's under it's under classic beauty. He's such a genius, he's able to put all this advanced, like, Tony Stark-level microprocessors and everything in this ancient-ass-looking Yeah, armor. he could give you a brick and say it's like an iPhone ten. <laughs> This is an iPhone 10. It even has an emojis. <laughs> it's got face. It's got FaceTime. Check it out. Just hits <laughs> you in the face with it. Uh, so Doctor Doom shows up, and he's he's here to see what's going on. And the Age Genghis basically says, "Here's so these are these are the he-, he introduces like the heads of magic. Oh yeah, the Vishanti. The Vishanti. It's like a tiger, a lady, and a and a dude." Yeah, Oshtar, which is the woman, um, Hogoth, which is actually her son, and I looked this up earlier today, and Agamotto, which, actually, I think, I know I can't remember, Hogoth might be the tiger, and Agamotto might be the bald dude. Okay. But yeah, the three of them form, like, this mystical trinity Trinity. in the universe, like a tribunal. Okay. So, they're basically saying, you're fighting for the title of Sorcerer Supreme, which, I'm sorry, but... Isn't Doctor Strange already Sorcerer Supreme? He is. That part was confusing because I had to look that up. Because yeah, he's been Sorcerer Supreme since the Ancient One died and passed the mantle on to with his disciple. Mantle already ex- mantle expired or whatever. It's like he, it only had like ten more days left to use. Membership yeah. card. <laughs> they, don't really, they don't address that in here, so I guess it's kind of this assumption that oh well, you didn't know about this Doctor Strange, but we gotta have this tournament to make sure you can still be Sorcerer Supreme. He's holding Ancient One in his hands, and Ancient One's like, here, take this card. It's my Sorcerer Supreme card. Hurry, it's got ten days, and you got one free frozen yogurt to get with it. Don't waste it. So, yeah, they're bats, so they gotta do a contest to prove their Sorcerer Supreme, and they all accept. Doom is an asshole about it, and people don't trust Doom, because he's got technology, so he takes off his gauntlets. Uh... The old man, H. Genghis, turns into a giant crystal rock. Yep, the enchanting prisons in there, and whoever frees him gets to be Sorcerer Supreme. And then it gets just really interesting. Just lasers everywhere. Lasers, well, lasers got, and shields. So you got the first Sorcerer Supreme, that's, or the first Sorcerer that steps up and says they can do it, and it's 
Jules St. John. Jules St. John, he's Jamaican? Yeah, the Jamaican sorcerer. Well, I think he's appeared since then, since this story, maybe. I have to say, I really dig him. <laughs> like, full confidence. Full confidence. When I hear him talk, though, it like reminds me of uh, the guy from Futurama. Oh, like the voice. The accountant? Yeah, the one that does the limbo all the time. Yeah. Like, I hear that, and I'm like, God. <laughs> Well, looking at him to hear for long, because he goes up there, first up to bat, and he shoots a laser, then it's instantly gets shot back with a bigger laser from the crystal. <laughs> Just done for. Yeah, he's, he's frozen, or no, he's taken over, because then he starts fighting the others. Yeah, everybody yeah. starts trying to do, everybody starts to try to weasel in and try to do something else, and then, yeah, they all get mind-controlled. Look who's evil now. Look who's evil now. They all start getting mind-controlled. God, I, I turn the page and it's just another close-up of Doom's face on one. And just can't, can't. The man has red eyes. <laughs> so wide, but so sad. He's like, a, he's like a dog or some sort of like exotic short hair cat. Do you want to like, give him a hug? Like, all like yeah, give him a hug. Uh, so how dare you laugh at Doom? Doctor Strange is basically so. It's Doctor Strange is the only one that's like trying to be reasonable and take time and think about it as a hero protagonist should. Doctor Doom is just being, you know, what calculating and just kind of he's, he's playing like he's cool. like the fools rush he, in. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's letting everybody rush in. Doctor Strange is trying to help those people, so but, still being different on their play strategies. But what's really awesome too is Doctor Doom is like he's stepping back and he's using his tech to analyze all of Doctor Strange's moves and, and magic. mimicking them. Which I mean. Right, yeah, it's like once again, too. once again, like a start to see, like kind of building for me the foundation of understanding more why Doom is such a badass. It's like to be able to learn magic on the spot by just observing and doing it. And what he says he does with technology and stuff, he like earned a bunch of degrees and learned everything that he could when he went to the states. Anything and everything and any sciences he wanted to learn, it's like to do that seems almost impossible for like real human standards so as doom it's just impressive so he's learning magic he's doing the sweet magic magic stance things with his hands now that dr strange does um and what i feel like whenever i see a laser get like blasted out i just hear like the star wars like pew pew like sound effect <laughs> uh they didn't shoot any lasers in any of the marvel movies with magic i'm, I'm waiting on that they had like the whip things in Doctor Strange, but they have like a burning, sizzling sound effect. I think they just yeah, wanted to do like cool looking special effects. I think lasers are just so easy. What was like the fun thing about that movie is, even though he hurt his hands and he wasn't supposed to be punching, most of that movie was punching. Just with a little bit of magic around it. Pretty good. Uh, <laughs> so Doctor Strange takes a guess that maybe he can't blast his way into it, but why not go astral and go inside of it so he goes in and wasn't he just asked he just asks them he's to let him go ghost, yeah he comes in he's like please let please let the aged Genghis go yeah i pray you come oh, forward right yeah and then just that's it and puts his, places his hand on it and that works yeah <laughs> super simple i feel like those three like match deities are pretty reasonable yeah i guess seems i don't know was it a battle of manners yeah, it wasn't much of a... It didn't really feel like it was very high stakes. I mean, obviously it was just a plot device to get Doom and Strange in the same place. Yeah. And, oh, because, yeah, part of it is the Shanty says that... Uh, or does the Genghis say? 
Genghis says it now. Okay, Dr. Vange, you get to keep on being Sorcerer Supreme. And um, You get this thing you've already been being. Yeah. Congrats. But that frozen yogurt's expired. You can't use that. Yeah. You, start over. Yeah. you gotta start back over at the punch card. Strange rips off his cloak. I forget that. <laughs> boom, you could be. Uh, but part of the custom is a boom must be granted. Um, it, it just, Genghis tells it. But it's, and Strange misunderstands this. Oh, I desire no boon. And Genghis explains, no, it's not a boon. You have to give a boon. Grant a boon to someone else. And uh, that one someone is the person, the other mystic that survived the battle. I mean, everybody survived, but the other mystic that didn't get taken over. Yeah. It's Doom. So step forward, Doom. What do you want? I love the face that Doctor Strange makes when he protests to doing it, too. He does, like, the lip bite. Yeah, he's just like, Argh. Very upset about <laughs> this. Very about this. Not about this. So, yeah, is, and this is the part where, so Doctor Doom says, hey, I need you to help me fight a demon to get my mom's soul back. And that's Doctor Strange is like, all right, I guess. And then they, Temple falls down. They hop in Doctor Doom's sweet ride. Is that anything I'll like go back there again to do this test in a hundred years? Is there another mystical temple they're going to go to? No, they'll just destroy another like landmark. You know? Yeah, another thousands of year old temple. <laughs> 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 yeah, like, can, you never know. Stonehenge might be next. I'm saying yeah. people say Coachella and like his rock concerts are bad. But <laughs> these mystics. Yeah, these mystics. What's funny? Flying. In airplanes and they can just warp. Definitely and don't have their leave no trace. Destroy, yeah, destroying the forest. They walk through it with no regard. Jesus. Did you guys read that uh, last year? I think it was when Loki became Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, and it's the same setup where there was a a contest to see who would be Sorcerer Supreme. Because Strange had screwed something up. The tournament and stuff. Yeah, Loki ended up becoming it, but then it was all revealed later to be it was all a setup that Loki created so he could be Sorcerer Supreme and do something Strange couldn't. Yeah, it was very interesting because I, I liked how Doctor Strange is in the tournament, but Loki's just sitting around listening to music, and they're like, you're Sorcerer Supreme now, Loki. What? <laughs> Come again? Yeah. And then, yeah, it just got really weird after that. It was a really interesting run. I liked the the twist with what Doctor Strange was doing when he wasn't Sorcerer Supreme. That was a good reveal yeah. at the end of that one issue. Yeah, that was cool. Um, and now he's in space. That's so weird. <laughs> uh, strange. Uh, so, huh. Doctor Doom and Doctor Strange head back to Doom's home country of Latveria? Yep, Latveria. Hey, that's not a real place, right? That's a fake no. Marvel place. Yeah, when I was a kid, I thought it was. It's a big Marvel place. <laughs> I think I, well, trust me, I Googled it. Maybe, maybe. I Googled it when I was a kid. <laughs> um, and then you get to see all these people, like, cheering and adoring for Doctor Doom. So they're all love, about it. I love this little bit with his motor car pulls. Up in this little girl with flowers stops stops and hands Doom these flowers. Mr. Doom, Mr. Doom. Yeah. I got these flowers for you. Did you pick these up? It's strange as strange things to himself. I'm certain that this welcome was staged for my benefit. And yet these people seem sincere in the reverence for Doom. I feel like it's like very North Korea. I I feel like Strange's character throughout this part now is kind of a way for people to see is like, okay, we see is like, oh, these people are like Doom and then it's Doctor Strange, us reading, is like, yeah, this is weird, but he's also saying, at the same time, he's also pointing out, but also, it's, yeah, it's sincere. Like, the whole thing, like, everything we're hearing, it's him reaffirming, like, this is really, like, how things are, and this yeah. is Doctor Doom's character. He's, he's the reader learning about Doctor Doom's character, and kind of, throughout the story, filling in what we may not see. Because yeah, like Doctor Doom, throughout this whole book, he's not the one 
telling us his character. It's other people, and it's other people pointing it out, which I think is interesting. Yeah, like his, uh, his long-time, um, I don't know if it's a butler or what, but um, assistant. It's tell strange at some point that you know their country has the lowest, I think the lowest like poverty rate in Eastern Europe or whatever, mm -hmm. and everybody's there's socially social classes and stuff. They don't have a lot of problems, which is all really interesting. But who knows how many of those people just got murdered? Yeah, because there's been other stories where there's people you know you know artists and and people that speak out disappear and that kind of thing. So you never really know about Latvia just how much like North Korea it is and how much it's actually maybe a good place that he's a benevolent ruler, possibly. There's been stories in Fantastic Four over the years where they've gone to Latvia to rescue the people and the people are like, we don't need to be rescued. This is, we don't want to be like America. It's all messed up. So Doom isn't, isn't black and white. No, he's not. It's very gray, like his armor. So then we get to the part where he kind of talks about the origin of his mother and what she did to lose her soul. Yep. Very interesting. So she was already a witch and had like the affinity to the magic arts or whatever. And then she, you know, is just basically on like that find a friend portion of Snapchat or whatever. Or chat roulette. She was on chat roulette with higher beings trying to find like someone to help her free her country and got Mephisto, which is basically the devil. I he, like He seems way more serious in this than he does in Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, he's a little bit more kooky <laughs> Like he kinda looks like a weird like I don't know, like skinny, like prankster white guy in mm -hmm. Infinity Gauntlet, like a Halloween costume. And this, he actually looks like the devil. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, I don't know what she was expecting. She's, like, hanging around in a ring of fire, naked, and, like, praying to, like, some higher being to come. Of course the devil's going to show up. I mean, look at her. I would. It's sin. Oh, I, I, yeah, I just checked downstairs playing basketball on the way outside the store. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, community. Yeah, community. So she makes a deal, Mephisto, because he's good at persuading people, gives her magic power. She goes crazy and starts attacking people. And she just blasts one guy and everybody dies because she hits one person. Yeah. It's like yeah. a plague spell. And she yeah. runs out into the woods. Yeah, because she finds out, she realizes that Mephisto gave her power but no control over it. Yeah. And yeah, all the children, they say all the children in the village died that night as soon as she unleashed that spell against the dude. Crazy. It's awful. Well, then she gets... Then someone stabs her with a sword. Oh, yeah, one of the guards. And then she goes and dies in the woods. Her husband finds her. He try. She has a magic box that he tries to keep destroying, but it's oh, yeah, indestructible. Yeah, the chest of her, her magic items and that kind of thing. Does that come up again at all in any future Dr. James stories? Like, the, you know, like finding this chest? I think it does. Because Doom ends up... Um, Victor ends up with it, and yeah, it's, I think, part of how he starts using his mother's mystical items to teach himself about uh, magic. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, it happens in this story, too. But you oh, mean, yeah, like, later. Right okay. Yeah, in other future uh, stories. I don't know, because I know in, like, the instance of Iron Man, she shows up, but I don't know, I don't know any other Doctor Doom stories with this magic box that he finds, or has. I know there were some in old issues of Fantastic Four, and there's a reprint in the back of this trade that's from... 
think Astonishing Tales in the 70s, which the lead story was always Doctor Doom, and I think they get into it in those. So, so as long as you can remember, Roman, he has used magic? Almost. I mean, he's always been technological, but pretty early on, they said that he also had some magic abilities. Okay. Not as, not as you know, powerful as Doctor Strange or anything, but he had some abilities that way because of, his, because of his mother. All the techno magic? Yeah. Since he's, he's a... Well, in this story, it's old enough they still say gypsy, but because he was Romany. Mm-hmm. Which they bring up in Quicksilver lately, just as, as an aside, which is really interesting, because Quicksilver is also Romany, and they get into the persecution of, of those people. Uh-huh. And everything. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he. So, apparently, he grows up. Um, is, he's pissed. He's pissed. He, he's, yeah, spiteful. Gets into his mom's magic box, starts learning magics, oh. and then. <laughs> what? You never ever use the expression he got into his mom's magic box. He got into his mom's box. So yeah, that's, no, uh, yeah, that's a different podcast. Yeah, skip forward <laughs> now. <laughs> it's a magic I box. I feel like you saw like a warning at the end. Like it's, it's, for it's, our younger it's, viewers, please plug your ears this next session. I mean, I'm pretty sure the first podcast we had, it was just swearing up and down, <laughs> up and down the audio recording. It's already a, a mature podcast. It's a, it's a magic chest. I don't know if that's any better. It's a little better. <laughs> what do they call I guess the story? Like, I guess it's like more like a third base scenario versus like... Oh, oh. The cursed trunk. The magic trunk. <laughs> magic trunk. You got into her trunk. <laughs> you got into her trunk. You got into that junk in her trunk. Uh, no. You got the junk <laughs> out of her trunk. Everything sounds bad now. <laughs> um, uh, well, I mean, you can say it's mommy issues. You know, <laughs> this, yeah, solves, this solves the problem. Of the DC Marvel debate of who can do better porn jokes. <laughs> uh, Marvel. Wow, I didn't know that was a debate. Well, we've, we've realized that DC heroes make way better porn star names than Marvel heroes. Yeah, okay. Do you want to name one off real quick? I'm thinking about uh, Nightwing, uh, Batman, and Throbin. Wonder Woman, Super Mar- Bang, Martian Manfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Cream Lantern. I like that. That's good. <laughs> we were really excited when we heard when that one came up. We both looked at it like, yes! The Flash. <laughs> and the Reverse Flash. Kick Flash. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't do, you can't do it with Marvel characters. It, it's almost too hard. Not really. The no. thing is only come to mind. <laughs> just already good, good, good to go. All right, so Dr. Doom then goes and, you know, continues to study, gain as much knowledge as he can in science now. Um, he goes into engineering, uh, chemistry, biology. He's doing he's doing it all. And then finally one day the accident happens and he gets disfigured. He gets that one small scratch on his face. And then he shows up uh, years later back at Boris's place, which is, is his assistant, and now he's a robot man and he has a robot army. And he's remade Latveria to be be a better place. So did he like come there and just like conquer it? And was like, this is mine now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, I think he freed so. the people and then that's, took over and became a malevolent ruler. Yeah, because that's where you know that's where he's from. That's where his parents lived. So yeah, he came back and I don't know if they ever told that story exactly how he came back and. 
took over. He just convinced them all he's I think he just came in with an army and then just like <laughs> took out the leader, took out the ruler of that country, and then just he's, he's assumed his power. Index finger just boop. Yeah. Laser. Laser finger. Yeah. Basically. Um, so yeah, he's telling us all the Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is analyzing him and complimenting him on his skills. And Doctor Doom is. Kind he's of also when he's, when he's teaching him magic, he's like, I don't know how this is gonna be used like against people later. He's also like apprehensive, but yeah. like also. Oh yeah, he's worried. He's like, oh, this could be used against some of my friends. Like, yeah. like I don't know where he learned that one. That's your <laughs> technique, Doctor Strange. <laughs> oh, you know those YouTube how-to videos? <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Uh, and then all the while, Doctor Doom is just analyzing Doctor Strange while doing this to make sure that Doctor Strange is, you know, being ready and on, his, on guard. Do you think he watches him while he's naked and asleep? Standing over him with that yeah. sad face and zooms in on it. Like, oh, sad eyes. <laughs> God, that sounds like the weirdest, like, superhero art house film ever, like, in the night. Just Doctor Doom looking over. Like, lightning flashes. And yeah, you see the sad, sad, wide eyes looking down and, like, the perpetual metal, gr like, grimace. God. <laughs> We're making the next, like, trade paperback right. come out. Self-contained story. My, fa my fan fiction's already going. That's great. There's, so, a, there's one panel in here somewhere toward the end where... It's just ridiculous. We're doing shocked, and it's like metal mouth is wide open. It just, <laughs> just looks bad. Goodness. Mostly uh, art is great, but that one panel is too much. I'm, ex I'm excited to see it. That's going to be great. <laughs> so they teleport to hell. Yep. And immediately, you know, put a light on and have to start fighting demons. Pew pew. Like, everywhere. Yeah, lasers, lasers <laughs> demons everywhere. And it stinks. It stinks really bad. So hell bar, hell bar the way. I like how they're like, oh, we gotta go find this guy. And he's like, turn around. And then <laughs> he's right there. Hi, Satan. It's Mephisto looking very Mephisto-y and menacing. Well, then he has he has a laughing moment here uh, on this page. So they, they, they state their intentions that they're there for Doom's mother. And Mephisto's laughing at them. And, and apparently ripped. Yeah, he's freaking jacked under that cloak. Um... And then begins to, you know... Actually, you know, he basically looks like a flasher in this scene. He's, like, he like... In his position, he's, like, entirely poised just to, like, reveal that he's, like, been ripped all along. <laughs> <laughs> his cape is a trench coat. How, how could you... How could either of you possibly... I mean, look how jacked I am. <laughs> God. So, he has them... Then he starts, you know, just messing with Throwing demons at him. Throwing demons at him, throwing them around the landscape, sucking them through the ground, uh, and then eventually basically overwhelms them and separates them. So Doom is now separating with Mephisto, who, who is trying to manipulate him and force him to, you know, bargain with him. And then on page fifty four is like one of my favorite panels of this like page of this whole like like little story is the like the panel by panel of Doctor Strange falling and losing all of his like brand like magic objects. His Agamotto and his yeah, cloak levitations. Friend cape, yeah. And his magic carpet. And then it does a it does a cool, you know, it was all a dream thing for him. He's back being the Surgeon Supreme. Ooh, why did they not call him that? Well, I think they all hate him. They're all like he's like the perfect tool, like, in both definitions. Like, he's actually, like, a tool person, but, like, he gets the job done, but then nobody wants to, like, be with them. Yeah. 
which I think is like both interesting. Like once again, Doctor Strange, Doctor Doom, in their origin. Same with like Iron Man is they're all cocky and pull themselves and everything. But the difference between Iron Man and Doctor Strange, Doctor Doom is they all had an accident. Well, Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom, they had an accident that you know disfigured them or crippled them. But Doctor Strange went more of a good route and became more humbled and kinder, and Doctor Strange or Doctor Doom just became more cold and you know distant. It's like yeah. all these like cocky like white comic book writers put those on their characters. They're like, oh, what can I write? What do I know? Oh, I'd be a cocky white man, yeah. <laughs> and then they let their imagination take over. Humbling. So then you get to relive Doctor Strange, you know, going through his accident. Just watch the first like. 20, 25 minutes of Doctor Strange in the movie, and you're there. Yeah. But the big twist is, as it's going through his origin of him trying to find out how to heal his hands, and then discovers the mystic arts, instead he finds out, when he gets to where he goes in his origin, that the Ancient One's dead, so he never learns magic. But it's all an illusion, and his eye of Akimoto comes back, and he fights more demons again. Meanwhile, Mephisto, what is he doing on this page? I, he's, he has like a really big drink. Yeah, it's a big goblet. And he's looking real spooky and menacing. And that's a beautiful panel. I love the, the fire. The blacks and the fire coming down off on the ground and running off the edge of the cliff. And yeah. Standing on. That looks really cool. Um, he's trying to convince Doom to give up his quests and just take a bargain from Mephisto, which of course the devil can't get a bargain. It seems like a direct parallel to like Jesus in the desert for like the forty days and forty nights. Like he's there's even that image like in the Bible where like the devil like takes Jesus off earth and is like, look at the planet, this can all be yours if you do what I tell you. So, you know you're Bible savvy. I you have to learn the enemy so you can beat the enemy. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Wow. Cool connection. I didn't know that either. I've never looked at the Bible. Uh, I'm still learning DQ's Blizzard menu. <laughs> <laughs> That's your Bible? <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> I can't win. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Mephisto's trying to sneak a, strike a deal with him while Doctor Strange isn't there to, you know, realize that he, uh, that he's making a big mistake. And obviously Mephisto offers his mother's soul to Doctor Doom back. Doctor Doom goes for it. And it turns out, as Doctor Strange finally makes his way back, he finds Doctor Doom about to be thrown in a pit of lava. Turns out Doctor Doom, clever ruse Doom, is all trapped to get Doctor Strange so that he could get his mother back. So he sold out he sold out Stephen Strange for his mother. So Mephisto, being a devil of his word, gives his mother back. Pretty nice of him. It was. You see, you got a panel there, Doom close to Doom's eye. He's got a little tear in his eye. Aww. Which I will talk about at the end. Um, so his mother's back. Uh, he tries to take her away, and then she finds out that her son's an asshole, <laughs> and then rejects the offer. Oh my gosh, the scene where he says mother in this page where she turns to stone. Oh yeah, that's that's the terrible Doom page. She rejects the offer, and because of that, she turns to stone. Dr. Doom is super sad because the soul is trapped. Uh, 
Um, she refused to leave with him. But then Doctor Strange has a piece of technology from Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. So then you find... So basically you find out that Doctor Doom... There's a fake double cross. There's a fake double yeah. cross. Is that triple cross, or is it just cancel out the double? I don't know how many crosses these two can bear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. I kind of, like, yeah. slowly pause on that one. I was like, should I go for it? Go uh, for it. I've already, like, you know, talked... We've already did a lot of blasphemy on this podcast so far, so let's just keep with it. Oh, God. What have I done? All right. Uh, anyway, so now they go back to fighting Mephisto. Mephisto gets spookier and bigger and looks even more devilish and less red and more, like, black and red. Like, does look more like almost like a cosmic entity. Yeah, he's like a shadow being now. It looks... I mean, it's very menacing looking. Um, obviously, they're... And then they're getting their asses kicked because it's a demon from another dimension who's all-powerful, basically. But then... You find out that Doom has a plan to get out of this, and what he like shoots his what does he do? He shoots his mother's soul or something? Uh, or no? He shoots antimatter, and it doesn't work. Right. Which just some very intense DC. And I wanted them to say like, oh, we shot the anti monitor's brain at them or something. And then, so Doctor Strange has an idea. So he somehow channels the soul of Doctor Doom's mother, and it like shoots through his head or something. It pulls like a full Harry Potter, and the mother's Inspector Patronus. No, 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 no. No, we're going to like the whole like mother sacrifice curse, but like why Voldemort couldn't touch Harry in the first movie mm-hmm. because like her love and like she was just so pure and kind, and, like absolved of like all wrongdoing. Yeah, she redeemed herself. Yeah, that like he. You couldn't stomach it, literally, because they were inside Mephisto. Yeah, so, being a pure light. So she, her soul was freed because of all that. So no longer Mephisto's grasp. And then Mephisto is beat, and then gets mad, and then throws those two out of hell, because he's like, I don't want to deal with you two anymore. So two then you, crazy kids, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here, cape-wearing fools. I'm going to like flash my cape around here. So then you go back to... God, Dr. Doom just looks really jacked in these pictures. He's feeling himself. Yeah. Uh, so you go back to Dr. Doom being very upset that, that everything transpired. Um, and then going back to de- declining any help from Strange. So then it goes back... So then it's Boris. Is that who it is? Yeah. Right there? Talks about that it might have all been the plan the whole time. Yeah. Which I, once again, builds some more things that I can appreciate about Doom, that he planned so far ahead and knew what to expect, but also knew the cost. So even though he didn't get to see his mother any, well, he didn't get to free his, bring his mother's soul back and bring her back to the land of living, and that he had to not only look like a piece of shit son to her, he had to look like a piece of shit son to her for her to, like, get her soul free. So he, like, sacrificed his mother's love for him, the ability to bring his mother back to the real, plain mortal world, because he knew it was impossible to do, and instead got her soul free of Mephisto instead. Well, also I, not owing Doctor Strange shit. Yeah, so he, that was pretty, 
pretty clever and yeah. like it was also well thought out and hiding his emotion because obviously like that tear seeing his mother and then the, the reaction like it was all probably still it was very genuine and you can only imagine how he probably still feels on the inside but like, that's very impressive yeah and I think they they followed up on on that with uh, <clears throat> was it in Infamous Iron Infamous Man Iron Man yeah and she comes back and she and she manipulates her son and, mm-hmm. she, and she refers to this stuff and yeah you know totally just plays him Mm-hmm. She's mad at him and everything. Yeah, it was very interesting. And it was Mephisto again in that. Which yeah. I, I need to reread the whole thing. <laughs> it yeah, interesting that he made an appearance again. So that's the end of, I mean, that contains story, and you fall off with, it ends the way it began, the aged Genghis talking to his assistant. The assistant's asking a lot of questions. Trying to feed him still. Although he finally wants the food. He's like, feed me. He's like, yes, finally, jeez, this rice has been sitting here for hours. It's dry. Eat it. And that's that's it. That's the story. And, I mean, this book comes with more stories about Doctor Doom and Doctor Strange. Uh, I've read a couple of them so far. They're very interesting. Like, the name of one was fun. But, overall, the Doctor, the main story, I liked it a lot. That was cool. It was cool. There wasn't much, like, about Doctor Strange. There wasn't, like, any growth or development with him. He's, he's just there for a foil for was, Doctor yeah, Doom. Yeah, it was just kind of like to help the reader like see more. It was a doctor. Yeah, like I said, it's a Doctor Doom story. Yeah, I really like like, a, like a spinoff now with the Doctors. Like Doctor Phil can join Doctor Pepper, Doctor Dre, like Doctor Strange Love. Yeah, Doc Ock, like Doc, Doc Squad. All Doctors on duty. <laughs> the Doctors are in. We're on call. Doctor Who? Did you say Doctor Who? I didn't say Doctor Who. Oh, wow. I'm not Whovian, though. You, you upset all those Whovians out there. I know. I'm just burning, like, different fan bases right and left. Or burning bridges. Too. I guess I should probably refer to a giant swath of religion as a fan base. That's probably also just adding to the burn. <laughs> Burns hotter than But, you know, I guess if they're right, I'll burn. Like, worse than I'm burning them right now. For all of eternity. Burn. Yeah. Feel the burn. Well... That was that was a lot of fun. Um, I'm gonna ask again. Can we do ratings on this? Yes, yeah, so we do, do ratings <laughs> every time. Yes, yeah, so we do. We do from zero to ten, but we always choose the book, so there's never been anything that wasn't good. I know it's a complete bias system, but I it's still it's still fun to put a number on it. Um, well, I mean, because this is Roman's pick. Uh, I don't know, Roman. Where where would you land this? For you, for your score, uh, I put, <clears throat> put this at a. I put it at eight point five. Eight point five. See what's gonna, what's going to happen is like after maybe twenty episodes of this come out, then we can go back and look at each person's picks and see their rank, and then we can rank rank your picks. Yeah. So yeah. I know where this will fall on Roman's picks. Yeah, I do this eight. Somebody just came in. I do this at eight point five or a nine, just because I love it's classic. Doctor Strange, classic Doom, mm-hmm. classic Mephisto. Um, I love the whole magical quest, noble quest thing, you know, Doom. Probably not referred to it that way. I love the last panel of Doom standing there, arms crossed, just gazing across his kingdom. His face looks silly, but I love the classic Doom armor. The big, goofy-ass, like giant belt buckle. <laughs> it's, it's certainly goofy. <laughs> and I mean, I'll be curious to see what updates they do when, with... It has a four coming back out again. 
Yeah, because right now in Marvel 2 of them, he's still wearing kind of the Iron Man, Doom, Iron Doom, Iron Doom armor suit. Thing. But he'll probably go back at, to something. At the end of uh, Iron Man 600 or whatever, before they did the new run, he got his face all smashed up and his armor all crumpled, and he crawls back to his destroyed castle in Latveria, oh. and it just shows like a his reflection in the water looking all bloodied and messed up and then like you start seeing things start to float back into place so I think it's oh. kind of like a rebuilding of that because in 2 and one two, he also gets told by like another character that you're going to be evil again the Fantastic Four coming back like everything you do is pointless and when I read that I was really depressed because Bendis left and now everybody's going back to their <laughs> assigned seating it's like on, let them let them have growth. I think that's like the funnest thing about like the villains like trying to be heroes is like so such a rough ride the whole time. And like it was nice because by the end of those series, people were like there were slow slowly more and more members of like Avengers and different teams that were kind of like okay he's he's doing good. It's all all resetting. Everything's resetting again. I hate resetting. <laughs> um, I'd give it a seven point five. I. Only a sub point five. I really liked. Wow, did like something bad happen to you today? No. <laughs> I mean, it's been a long day. Uh, I think it was a cool story. I just, I mean, my thing was like, I wish it was a little bit longer, because there wasn't much time for character development for a lot of things, and I was just kind of more and more wanting to hear more about the Doctor Doom stuff. It, it would have been nice to see more of it happen. But I think, like, the whole fight with Mephisto was really cool. I thought, like, the tournament at the beginning was really interesting. I, I would just love to have been a little bit longer. And, like, had more had more interactions with Doom and Doctor Strange after. Because it kind of, he just kind of was quiet and moping. And I get that, but... You know. I would give it a 9. Uh, because I didn't know anything about Doctor Doom. Mm -hmm. I thought he was just an irradiated man who loved the invisible woman uh, and made awful jokes all the time. But yeah, I, I was really interested. I didn't know anything about him being a leader of his own country. I didn't know any of his mystical origins since I've never seen that in anything I've watched. Yeah. Uh, Mephisto, I gained a whole new appreciation because he wasn't a spineless weasel like he was in the Infinity Gauntlet. And Doctor Strange is just, he's cool. And there was so many lasers. That was all, a lot of lasers. It was cool. I hope uh, more lasers. Yeah, it definitely uh, made me very interested in reading more about all these characters. Wow, I got some cool. for you to read. So, Doctor Who does not make jokes. Gosh, he never makes jokes. I have, <laughs> I don't know if we talked about this in the podcast already, but I, I bought the most recent Fantastic Four movie. He did it to spite me. I did it to spite, <laughs> I did it to spite myself, because it was on Valentine's Day, and I was trying to go get, you know, a really romantic movie. I think it was going to be Ant-Man, and then <laughs> I came back to our friend's lake house, and I said, what's better, what's a better emotion than love? Hate. Which and really I, shows where Trevor's at in his life. That was my main state <laughs> at the time. Yeah, uh, he was just better and single. A single on Valentine's Day. The worst. You met Perry, though. I didn't meet Perry, and she thought I hated her. But I bought that movie. So whenever I'm whenever I'm really upset, when I'm really salty, Roman, I watch that movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a good like first act, and then it just went downhill so far. Yeah, it's like, like it's like two different movies. It was like Grand Canyon drop. It was just smooth, and then yep. just gugh. Yeah, I was. I You're was thinking, oh, this is pretty good. This I, is pretty good. Why? Yeah, I was nervous at the beginning because I was like, this isn't the origin story. Like 
wasn't sure about the actors. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I did reading. I was like, oh, it's going to be like the ultimate Fantastic Four origin story. That's kind of cool. The trailer was really cool. I liked the big one-liner that Doctor Doom delivers to uh, Reed Richards in it. None of that happened in it. And, like, the only character that was semi-decent was The Thing. And it was tragic, and it was dark. Yeah. Mr. Fantastic sucked. Like, the actor was cool. The Invisible Woman really was invisible the whole movie after she got her powers. And the Human Torch became, I don't know, like, a human, like, pushover. Yeah. But thankfully, we got, you know, Michael B. Jordan and Black Panther <laughs> out of it. So, yeah. thank you. Thank you, Fantastic Four movies, for slowly transitioning people that had great opportunities to actual good spots. Chris Evans and Michael B. Jordan were great gifts. Now, if we can only get, I don't know, uh, who else would come out of that movie? I, I would almost take the guy that played Mr. Fantastic back. Oh, I mean, movie. Not, not he, a, he was some whiplash. And not so Miles Teller. What, oh, what? The other one. The other first one? one? Yeah, I kind of oh, like that guy. Oh, yeah. Um, Less campy if he was ever in the movies again. But. He has a well-stained. Ian Griffith, something like that? He was on that TV show for a while. Um, Anyway, but yeah, I liked him too. I thought he made a good read. We'll, we'll figure it out next time. So, next podcast for the end of July, my pick. And I've got one where it's going to get a little crowded up here because people are excited. <laughs> I'm doing All-Star Superman. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> so, I'm ready. That's a, that's a staff popular pick. Yeah. I told Ashton about it early and he got really, really excited. <laughs> and... I'm sure Jeff will probably yeah, make an Jeff appearance. So. I'm excited because I haven't read that since it was in issues. We might, <laughs> we might have to make make an evening of that. We might have to strap in and get some food and some, some drinks. All-star night. We're going to have to get on our couch, get cozied up. It's going to be an all-star night, an all-star recording. Well, until next time, this has been Infinity Content. Goodbye. So long, folks. Oh, bye.